Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Oh, you suck. Uh, we're going to use this as a hybrid episode, uh, except uh, that there'll be actual class in, in this episode, whereas uh, most stuff we release on, on you suck is trash, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> he doesn't know us, does he? <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm speaking to the guys from Lingen Davis. Obviously, we're doing this very important thing in September. We're doing the, the, the Pod Aid um, 24-hour podcast challenge. And I would chose to help you guys because when I think of... Shrewsbury charities I automatically think of Lingen Davis I don't know why it just it just happened so um, I wanted to do something that wasn't vain that wasn't like oh look at me I'm a content creator look at my cool pictures on Instagram I want to actually help my community and encourages encourage others to do the same so that's why we're doing this um, but I think we need to find out more about Lingen Davis and what it is you guys do but first of all let's go around the room um, and let's introduce everybody individually we'll start with you Hi I'm Naomi I'm the Chief Executive Officer at Lingen Davis Hi I'm Helen I'm a Development Manager at Lingen Davis Hi I'm Lizzie I'm the Events and Fundraising Officer at Lingen Davis I'm Anna and I'm the Communications and Fundraising Officer for Lingen Davis and the, the pickup of Alex's troubles because I've honestly I've just I've been an absolute <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I, I kind of bit off more than I could chew with this because it's like it's 90 mile an hour 24 hours a day night, 7 days a week it's just nuts absolutely nuts hey um, <laughs> I'm taking pictures I'll put some glasses on I look cool. yeah, you said room earlier we're not in a room we're not in a room no we're actually no, in a beautiful like... gardens did I say a room yeah you said we're going to go around the room, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah. where, where's the room? <laughs> it's actually one of the most beautiful setups I've done a, in a podcast. So we sat like yeah. a bush behind us, some roses, roses. and yeah, yeah, it's nice. Daisies, no green screen needed. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Naomi. I, I met you a, a while ago for on the Shoes with Biscuit. We're talking about um, events and fundraising and what it is that you do. Yep. Can you elab- elaborate about what it is that you do for Lingen Davis for our listeners? Yeah, okay. So Lingen Davis is the cancer charity that supports people with cancer in Shropshire, Telford and Recon and Mid Wales. Uh, So my role is is CEO, so I oversee the team and hopefully give some assistance to them to try and get their their work done. Uh, The team's changed quite a lot over the last few years. Um, I've just come back from maternity leave and I've come back to quite a different team and it's a a great time to come back. It's a case of walking in and, what have you guys done? down so that's the start isn't it um but no it's it's really exciting time to come back we've got loads and loads going on and of course we've had a, a really tough year as has everybody um we were when when the pandemic first kicked in we were really really nervous because our funding comes almost entirely from the community so of course your fun runs bake sales 24-hour podcasts etc in lockdown of course wasn't wasn't doable so we we didn't really know what was going to happen but we've been extremely lucky so you know we have been hit quite hard we've taken about a 40 percent hit to our income um but things are coming back and actually people have been really really generous and we've expanded the team as i say so um helen and anna have both joined us within the last sort of 18 months to um really help us to build up a bit more proactive fundraising um they'll they'll tell you a bit more about what they do but we're trying to grow we're trying to develop we've got some really really big ambitions for the future um all our money as i say goes to support people in our local area who were who were living with cancer and that might be to um raise money for equipment and buildings like we're doing at the moment it might be running well-being programs funding um sort of more holistic support okay um, to make people sort of feel better as well as actually helping them through their treatment 
Yeah, because this is the, this is the thing that you got to think of, isn't it? Like, yeah, you could you could throw someone through chemotherapy, or you can do this or radiotherapy. But what happens to them as human beings whilst they're going through that? You know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and often the impact of treatment is is really quite severe on people, yeah, yeah. and treatments in, increasingly get a lot. They are a lot kinder than they used to be, and more and more and more they're really focusing on trying to uh, be very accurate with treatment and making sure, you know, if someone's having radiation therapy, for example, radiotherapy, that they're not um, affecting any healthy parts of that person's body. So, they're, you know, the technology's amazing. The, the knowledge around how that treatment can be delivered, it gets better and better all the time. Mm. But the impacts are still there. And, and of course, emotionally, it's, it's a really stressful thing for people to go through. And, you know, as you say, you can put them through their medical treatment, but at the end of that they've still been through something potentially quite traumatic they might have long-term effects and actually what happens to them then so we're really interested in supporting people to live really well Uh and to you know come back as far as possible to normal following their treatment um one of the other things we're focusing on at the moment is looking at uh, we've got a project called live life which we're just launching at the moment which is focused on really trying to get people to understand the symptoms of cancer so this is before anyone's been diagnosed with anything understand the symptoms get diagnosed quickly if that's if they do have any symptoms they're worried about and also try and prevent and try and lower their risks of getting cancer so for example really simple things like wearing your sun cream when you're out on a hot day like this we go out we're at, <laughs> you're in the shade alex for now um we we were out at attingham park last weekend uh, for two days with with free sunscreen on the door so anyone who's turned up without their sun cream we were there give you a bit of sun cream to help you out for that day and hopefully it makes people think about actually next time when it's hot and sunny I do need to bring some out so simple things like that little things that help people to lower their risks of, of getting ill in the first place I was driving up wild cup yesterday and there's this woman that was walking down and she was purple she was purple uh, and I was like, like oh, a sunblock on no she literally just, just frazzled in the sun you no, know? I, I, what, I drove so past pleasant. and I was like oh poor lady mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah it really hurts yeah. 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 as much as anything else it's horrible yeah. Yeah. it is horrible yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to you Helen um, yes what is your role what do you do for Lingen Davis good question really Alex <laughs> um, so my job is to develop the charity um, and I started um, May 4th last year so just as pandemic was about to hit so challenging time to try and develop any business or charity really when you're struck down with uh, a pandemic but in the longer term or shorter longer term the idea is is that Lingen Davis we currently receive most of our income through community fundraising and that is from as Naomi's alluded to cake sales people having a raffle garden parties and we do incredibly well and all that money that we receive in is what we call unrestricted income so we can decide as long as it's helping those people affected by cancer we can decide what we're going to do with it that's a huge responsibility so, though isn't massive it? responsibility yeah. and, and, all, and and that You've is bought a what <laughs> what <laughs> exactly what are you doing yeah. yes exactly no it's true it's very true um so the idea of my role is to look at different ways that we could bring income in and increase um, increase that and, and increase our awareness geographically you touched earlier Alex on saying you see us as a Shrewsbury charity which is amazing um, and that's because we're based here in yeah, Shrewsbury yeah. hmm. but actually um, if you look at our stats we see more people from Telford and Rekin um, from over that side of the county and we see um, a large amount of uh, patients from Mid Wales so we've got to try and shift the thinking that we are that Shrewsbury based charity because I think that's how people perceive us Um, 
and move that into a broader aspect of Shropshire um, and especially as Telford is developing and there's more people living there etc mm-hmm. um, and also look after our people in Mid Wales as well so um, my role is very much about that so expanding re- geographically awareness um, so they we get new people supporting us um, also our demographics so we want more young people and cancer research actually uh, a few years ago did an amazing job with this with their race for life so they had a demographic as a charity of people who supported them generally in anything at 40 plus um in age and the race for life has changed the way that people perceive cancer research and I don't know if you will think about that now but that was a real shift for them so I was a classic being my late 40s um, of, of being a cancer research supporter but actually now demographically my children two weeks ago did the race for life at school and that was a new product that they brought in very cleverly and completely changed the dynamics of that charity um, we, we, with the way it looked I talked to, about where I had to, uh, Dr. Joanna Dodd-Massey on, on the show. The guy, list, listeners from you, so-called, remember that interview that we did. And we talked about intergenerational, work, you know, these, yep. the, working together with the younger generations. Yes, because yes. Uh, the older generation, I'm an older generation now. I'm in my mid-30s, do you know what I mean? I'm quite, <laughs> you guys are laughing, but it's true, man. I, I, you know, I, I, there was a different way. Of, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, have course. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook when I was a kid. Yeah. No, no. These guys have grown up with it and they yes. might have a different way of thinking. So yes. Yes. That is actually a really valid yeah, point. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't appreciate everybody that chooses to support us. And, um, and you know, and geographic. sorry, and, and obviously the situation is, is that cancer patients generally that come and see us are older. And so naturally those people that are giving money to us are those affected by cancer. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's the way it's going to be but it's so important that we talk to our younger audiences because they are our future of, of and that's the same with any charity in any business um and so and sometimes that's ensuring and we'll come on to lizzie i know shortly but when she looks at her events program that we're making sure that we offer a range of events to suit lots of different people um, so that's part of my role and also looking at different ways that people can give so we have a huge array of ways that people can give to us but we are not always brilliant until Anna came on board um, of how <laughs> we tell people that so we do a lottery um, people can join our friends scheme and give monthly to us we have a legacy program where people can think about leaving a legacy in their will um, there's so many different ways that that people can actually support us and lots of different people um, but we have to be able to communicate that out well and that's something that we need to work on um, so yeah it's you know it's not a short-term job my, my job is never a short-term win no, 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 sadly yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, it's looking towards the future and also as Naomi says we've got a new team so I've brought Anna on in the past two or three months we're developing Lizzie in her role so that she can go on to do bigger and better things for us so it's as much about people development and our team's development as well as our communications awareness and making sure that people um, know about us as much as they possibly can. But we're in a great place. Yeah, you know, good. It's, 
you know, I've come in here and uh, I'm blown away. I really am genuinely. It's an amazing charity. We've got some great people that work here and we have a huge amount of support. So we've got the basis of something very special. Yes. And, you know, it, it can only get better. Well, you made me feel better anyway because I'm not just helping Shrewsbury, I'm helping Shropshire, Mid Wales, and. Yes, you know, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so thousands and thousands, you know, 40 odd thousand people come through our system. Hmm. You know, it's massive. So, you know, we need hmm. to. Um, so there Appreciate you go. that. There you go, guys, listeners. Uh, you know, put your, your money in your pockets. Yes. You know, that's what you. That's what. That's <laughs> Absolutely. What you. <laughs> and they can give. They can give, can't they? On when we do the um, the actual live. I think um, possibly. I think the website actually is displaying the the text to donate is it already? already. Yeah, I love it. Um, this we, is good. We are absolutely hammering our. We got a huge list of sponsors, companies around Shrewsbury. There's some in America. There's some all around the world, and we've been hammering these uh, companies. Not hammering them with like multiple emails but like getting through the list as quick as possible we will get all those 24 slots filled i imagine love it so, so. well done alex and thanks for all you're doing oh, well. no no yeah. no i'm, I, I'm you know, not even amazing. good at what i do i just do it because i'm bored i'm just that's so <laughs> not true, <laughs> that's not true. lizzie what's, what's your role then what's, what is it you do so as i said earlier my role is fundraising and event officer so um i mainly focus on the office-based events that we run um, so things like our colour run, um, our annual fundraising balls, things like that. So I came aboard about uh, three and a half years ago now. Wow. Um, and previous to that, Ling and Davis had not done their own events before. So as Naomi and Helen have already said, we relied a lot on community fundraising. So when I was brought on board, that was to organise our own events to help us better plan for income that we would have coming in so that we would be able to rely on it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So once we got it all up and running, 2019 was kind of a bumper year for us. That's when we really got our events up and running, hoping to do them annually. And then obviously COVID hit, which was not fun. Yeah. Um, but we're back up now. We've we've done some virtual events throughout the pandemic, which has been great. It's been really good to see it's people. It's not the same, is it? Though, right? No, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not as good as getting people together and having that kind of community spirit of supporting a charity trying to control a zoom room is just a nightmare yeah so yeah we did virtual events throughout the pandemic and we're getting our calendar up and running we've got a few things going on uh, later this year that we are soon to announce that we can get involved with and we are putting together our plan for next year which has got lots of things um like helen said a variety of events different um, kind of running events or we've got an afternoon tea stop doing just... running events yeah well exactly you... not everyone wants to run <laughs> I'd like a walking event as well, a walking event we've got a walking event going on hopefully okay. find me up. Um, we need to get training teas. come on Alex come I on. do I do I'm, I'm kind of losing all this weight I need to do a 0 to 5k we can do a couch to 5k yeah that'd be good yeah that's genuinely a really brilliant idea yeah yeah well we could do you could you could do a train on a train to do a couch to 5k Alex's gut buster in the month 2022, 2022, <laughs> Alex, this is this is we're going to set you this target now. Okay. And then you can run something like Shrewsbury 10k for us. I've been dying oh, to. I, I keep saying things. one year I'll do the 10k, and I will because yeah. I, like now I'm starting to lose my weight again and got like this t-shirt, right? It's like it's amazing. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because uh, we did a photo shoot in you. town and it was like my belly was like pushing the thing out so I'm kind of like this has really helped me today it's the first time I wore it in a while so I'm like yeah <laughs> and now you're like let's run a marathon okay yeah. cheers no, 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 marathon. you just need to, to 10k 10k that is so doable for next year mm, it really is yeah, yeah. did you hear that tells me all the time <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you, she tells me every all the time no, no, and no, I love a 10k 
<laughs> no, we should do we should do our own um, couch to five k. Should um, someone should uh, train as a run leader? Yeah. Well, Naomi, well nominated got Helen. Helen. Run leader. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi loves this sort of stuff, and she's you know, well, what else has she got to do? <laughs> Oh yeah, so much time. Maybe after pod aid, we'll uh, definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll, in yeah. fact, I think after pod aid, I'll be kind of like, it's too quiet. Well, there you go. There's not much going on. Get into marathon places, Alex. If you really want to go for it. My wife would be like, he's spending far too much time at home these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to. Apparently, Chris Evans's book. You know, the Chris Evans Virgin Radio. Sorry, am I allowed to say that? Not your Virgin. Yeah, Virgin Radio. Radio. Plug. I don't work for them. Um, but I'm, I'm a big Chris Evans fan, and, and he's written a book about um, training for a marathon, and apparently it's amazing, and it literally is a step by step of how to do oh, it. That's cool. Get that book. Okay. Do it. I thought yeah. Chris Evans as Captain America. Got a little bit excited. Not no, gonna lie. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, I was. <laughs> I yeah, point very different. I'm, I'm yeah. Chris Evans. Um, sorry. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, we've got lots of different events next year. Afternoon tea we have as well. Which if you want to just have a leisurely afternoon eating some cake in aid of charity, we do that as well. Um, some golf days and things. Look out for the program. We will announce it very soon, and Amazing. we'd love people to get involved. Now, before we get on to Anna, like event. When it comes to events, have you guys been storing stuff in a bottle? Like throughout, throughout the year, the pandemic, have you had all these I ideas that just want to spill bottles. out? Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We, we, to be honest, it's the the, the one thing um, about the office is when we all get in, it's a bit dangerous <laughs> because we're all like, oh, I've had a thought, yeah, and oh, this is a really good idea. And have you seen this? And blah blah blah. Because we get a lot of our ideas, or I certainly do, off social media and what mm. other people are doing. Um, and um, yeah, we do get we do we do have lots and lots of ideas, yeah. don't we? It's Sometimes we need reining in. We yeah, do. Prioritise what we're going to do. That's why we've got Naomi chief yeah. exec. Naomi, going to do this, and she's like, nope. "Have you thought of this?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, no." <laughs> Come, <laughs> that might be a slight hindrance. Yeah. Comes back off maternity, and this massive binder just chucked on a desk. Saw <laughs> yeah, yeah. through all that. The yeah, idea is like binder, that. Naomi. <laughs> she's like, "No, no, no." I am not. I love an idea. No, yeah, she loves. Yeah, I love an, love an idea. idea. But uh, we yeah. do have meetings sometimes. We're like, "We've got this great idea," and by the end of the meeting, it's clear we're definitely not doing that idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that doesn't happen that often no 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 no. I should have said also as part of my role I support um, fundraisers who do stuff for us so people that do their own third party events so we've got a gentleman doing um, like a steam train event with a barbecue and lots of other people like yourself with Pod Aid I know Anna supported you with that one she does a bit of it as well Um, I'm really positively over the past couple of days I've had loads of phone calls about people starting to do things again which is great it's probably helped by the weather well yeah yeah, why didn't we think about doing that oh I'm going to do this for you it's great so yeah I support them and make sure they've got everything they need and they have t-shirts and banners and promos and things so yeah that's one thing I was like can I get a t-shirt and you guys are like yes you can have a t-shirt Alex stuff going on about the the t-shirt yeah 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 but I think and also that's a really important part of what we do especially being a cancer charity is that we are supporting our supporters Mm. because not only do we need to support the people affected by cancer that are going through treatment um, those people that come to us I'm working with a guy at the moment who lost his mum 10 years ago and it's her anniversary and she would have been 60 and she he wants to do something in her memory it's really important that those people get supported um from us so because yeah. a lot of fundraising is is part of their bereavement um mm. so it's really important that is 
Yeah. Uh, and I think we do a really good job of that here. Mm. I think yeah. we can always be better, but I think it's something that um, the team do really, really well. Yeah, and we uh, love getting to know people as well. It's just nice to talk to people who yeah. want to support us, and a lot of them have had their own personal experience here, which sometimes doesn't end well but they always say that the treatment they've received is kind of second to them which is part of obviously what we do what we fund so it's great to, to just to meet them and build up a relationship with them we really love doing that that's very nice that's really nice you know because you're not just a company you're, you, you're absolutely not you know, you're just, <laughs> it's much more than that to all yeah, of us it's lovely that's very nice Anna, you're, you've you've not long been here, Lingen Davis. Um, what's it been like, like <laughs> since you started? What's this like uh, as a company to walk into? It's fresh in your memory. What oh my like? gosh, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, to, so my background's in communications. I've never particularly worked in fundraising before, but to have a job where you get to do what I love, which is writing and communicating, in a com- for for a charity like this. It's kind of incredible. Everyone's lovely in the office and uh, it's busy. As Lizzie said, I've walked in this morning and, oh my gosh, I've got so many amazing um, new fundraisers that I'm going to pass over to you to do the communications. <laughs> so my current three-day weeks, I think I could three-day-a-week weeks, mm-hmm. I could basically work 24-7 and still be kept busy by all the incredible things that are going on now what do you mean by comms though is that like yeah so um well so basically my role is to promote the charity um and raise its profile in the local media mm-hmm. um grow its social media following it's interesting talking about young people and how we reach the young audiences you know mm-hmm. we don't have talked about having a tiktok charity tiktok would that how would that you know work and who would we reach with that (laughs) exactly we've got lots of wannabe dancers in the office so i think we could do something (laughs) oh let me take a picture of you with this thing outside and then i'll put it in the paper and i can just imagine like oh did this dance for tiktok (laughs) yeah shane is the 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 the, the tiktoker of of the biscuit group and he's like we should do it i'm like no I was like, no. <laughs> I think it'd be good because I've, I've done some cool stuff with TikTok, but I think um, I think it's really good to show a bit of positivity as well. I think that's that's one of the most important things about what we do um, is being positive. The, the shoes of biscuit, and I think Linga Davis. People see. Do you think TikTok is uh, is the platform just to show the happy side of things, or the you know the the difficult side of what Linga Davis do? Um, it's got there's there's room for both. I mean, my my only experience of TikTok is my 12 year old daughter, who you know went on and on and on about getting it, and I didn't really understand it. And I looked and I was just like, it's just a lot of, you know, girls dancing, and why is that so exciting? But when you actually look at it, there are some yeah quite serious people mm-hmm. getting across a serious message, and it's yeah. just another great platform. You know, another online platform that we can these things use. come and go they, they come and go what's the one that's just died that was only out for like three months uh what's it called uh social media that you could only get invited to what's it called? oh yes yeah, i yeah. got sent an invite to that actually <laughs> can't remember the name of it but i ignored it because it was so niche it didn't, so it didn't, didn't really ah oh, i forgot the name of it we were talking about it just last night <laughs> so like they had this social <laughs> yeah. media yeah it was actually from my one not invited to that one good pops friend the social media that you could only get invited to and it yeah. died uh, there's, no, I know. there's no point it's too late I now know. don't join it and these things come and go there's always something new right and that's that's kind of yeah. got, got to be difficult kind of keeping your ear to the ground making sure you, well, you're on top of everything this kind of goes back to our demographic you know we've we want to my job is to reach to as, as many people as possible to let them know the work we're doing and especially to talk about the you know our supporters and the incredible stories that we have um 
and you know yeah get something in the paper we talk to radio shropshire we've got really good relationships there we've got a newsletter that we go out that goes out regularly because obviously not everybody is on social media um so it's just thinking about how we reach all of our different supporters and how we talk to new people as well so we helen and again this is how we work helen's come up with this amazing idea um and she's like right bottles we're going to have a bottle campaign we've got a bottle drive going on after the last year the store cupboards are empty essentially so when people come to lizzie and say well i'm doing a uh, garden party. a garden party or can you put a hamper together for me usually it would be a case of going in the back seeing what we've got putting something together lizzie then gets it out to them but there's nothing there the cupboards are bare so helen's idea get people to come into the office with a bottle so full bottles um of you know a bottle of wine a bottle of really nice olive oil some bath stuff anything that would make a nice present so a nice raffle gift or yeah to build up a hamper so helen had the idea anna this is the idea let's run with it i put something out in the paper someone came in the other day with yeah. some nice bottles so we've already you know the the way that we're working is proving effective yeah yeah absolutely, we've had something absolutely. Come back and through. i also think um post-covid um, people want to get out now. I think that, you know, we used to have loads of people coming through the office. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we obviously that hasn't happened. And we want to get that back. Um, we want to see people coming to see us and talk to us. And um, so, you know, I thought that the bottle idea would also be that door opening for people to come and see us as well as, you know, and, and it's affordable. You know, you can bring me six fruit shoots doesn't matter or you can bring some nice gin mm. actually which we can drink no we won't drink <laughs> um, but um no but you know it, it's something that's available for everybody whether or not you're five or whether or not you're 105 um and then you can come and see us and yeah. that's what we'd love yeah it's um, we like talking to people obviously yes <laughs> yeah it's an amazing uh, amazing like uh like, so your, your communications are working and not only that people are helping so it's like this yeah. this, this goodwill yeah. all around it's yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it you guys are doing great jobs all of you together <laughs> <Thank> fantastic <laughs> well done proud of you it's not um, a bad team is it? it's a great team <laughs> it is a great team it's it is a great team, team. Yeah. and I've just I accidentally went to the wrong Lingen Davis by the way across the way is the actual ward treatment centre yeah, yeah. Um, and um yeah, that way. That way. Um, and I walked in. I was like, "I'm here to do the interview." They're like, "Are you here for radiology?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> Radi- radiography, radio. I, I was like, "No, I'm here to do an interview." And they're like, uh, "This is a hospital." <laughs> so <laughs> Leave they, nicer, please. <laughs> I gotta say that the people up there are really nice, and the place it looks fantastic. So yeah. um, that's what you guys are funding, right? That's it. That's the goal to make sure that runs well. Yeah. So. Yes, so what we do is we fund that normally what will happen is the hospital trust or other people. So we have previously funded people like Shropshire Council or um, Seven Hospice, We've, we're currently working with on some holistic therapy projects. So they will, um, Lingen Davis was started in 1979 because we had no cancer services at all in Shropshire. So anyone who had cancer in our region would have to go to either Wolverhampton or Birmingham or Stoke, um, which is a really, really long way, particularly those in Mid Wales, because they were doing that as well. Densely um, populated areas as well. Imagine waiting times would have been terrible. Well, yeah. And, you know, they, the mayor of Shrewsbury, Bernard Lingen, and Frank Davis, who was his accountant, decided that's really silly. We need services here. Um, there wasn't any sort of government funding going for that at the time so they did a fundraising appeal to build what has now become that centre so that there's an old part of it it's since been extended um 
and that was that was opened in 1982 and then we actually um, raised three and a half million pounds more recently to extend it into the centre that it is today Um, so it's now run as part of the hospital trust but we will fund um, specific staff roles specific bits of equipment Um, so for example at the moment we're fundraising for a new CT scanner which is an enormous machine that um, is used in the planning of treatment so if somebody's got cancer they'll be put um, often they'll have a CT scan which will show up where the cancer is how big it is, what shape it is, all that sort of thing. And then their radiotherapy treatment will be planned to be very accurate to only get that that tumour that's there. Um, so that is currently being fundraised for at the moment. And we're also fundraising to extend the centre. There's a courtyard over there, which is unused at the moment. And we're fundraising to put a roof on it and turn it into three clinic rooms oh, um, cool. to try and build capacity, cut waiting times. Um, one of the big things that's happening in cancer services at the moment is quite exciting is there's lots of new forms of treatment coming out um, things like immunotherapy which is um, using the body's own immune system really to help um, to, to fight off the cancer um, which is being used alongside of and sometimes instead of chemotherapy but it can go on much longer the treatment can go on um, for in, in some some instances people's whole lifespan so that means a lot more um, appointments and a lot more space needed to do that and the the outcomes for patients are better Mm. it's a great thing it's a great Mm. move forward but it needs more resource and it needs more space so partly some of the use for that those clinic rooms will help the team over the way to be able to do more of those treatments get more people through you know the rates of cancer keep going up the population keeps growing so inevitably it it will do the ratio keeps going up Mm. um and you know they are so so busy over there and what we what we're here to do really is add value so you know cancer services essentially is being run by the hospital but we want to make sure the services here are amazing you know people here deserve the absolute best services that are available to them and we can help make that happen okay and you know whether that's quicker whether it's a a nicer bit of treatment whether it makes it more more tolerable for the patient whether it means they get seen sooner all of that kind of thing you know we i think sometimes people are oh you know shropshire's a lovely little sort of quaint backwater kind of place and there's a, a bit of that and and actually people here they're their lives and they they deserve the treatment that you might just mm. as much as somebody who yeah. lives in the middle of a big city yeah. and has access to an enormous mm. shiny teaching hospital you know and and the services they deliver over there are amazing the, mm. the feedback from patients mm. is amazing and we're here to keep that as fabulous as it can be fantastic that's really cool not cool but great you know like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah there's nothing cool about cancer but like what you guys are offering is fantastic you know yeah. and what you guys managed to build since uh, you know for the last 40 50 50, 50 40, years it's 43 42 years mathematics yeah last guys. month we were 40 yeah that was really hard wasn't it <laughs> considering we did a 40th anniversary appeal which we banged on about for like three yeah. years we should know this <laughs> Um, in the time that you've been here, Naomi, um, yeah. what are your most memorable mo- moments of putting things together? Something, maybe it's your first event that you go, you were here, you had when you were here, or um, uh, we can go on the table. Question. That's a great question. Um, I think a couple of things. The the event that sticks out in my head is the colour run, because I think it's not our event that's made the most money. No, 
but it's the first event that me and Lizzie did that was ours mm. and we did the whole thing I and it's it. really hard so work yeah. it. next time it's back next year um, cardio man it's only 5k I've got to sign up for it as well so the, we'll all do it next year um, yeah and I think for me that's the one that, that sticks really because it was ours and I think a lot of the other things we've done I mean the, the biggest the most profitable event we've done was Ludlow Races mm. so they do an event um, every year in normal times which is a charity race day um and you know we i think i can't remember what the figure was it was between 50 and 60 thousand yeah. pounds that made us in a day which Gosh. was incredible wow that's fantastic and it, and we, it was amazing and we, we were so so grateful for being chosen as the charity for that year and it, again again it was a lot of work but the event is quite formulaic so the event yeah. is is what it is and you have to do a lot of work getting your guests there you get your you know s- setting all the tables and stuff on the day getting everything right getting your auction right but we hadn't conceived it, had we? It wasn't, whereas the colour run was ours and we'd come up with that from scratch. I think, though, the, the biggest thing for me was when we did our Ruby anniversary appeal, we were trying to raise £1.25 million and we did it about three weeks early and I knew we were going to wow. do it. And I, the day we did it, I was in the office on my own and it was such an anticlimax. <laughs> I made a video and put it on Facebook about how excited I was because for some, I think everyone was on holiday. And I was just like, oh, we've done it. Yay. After like two years and you sort of want to be all excited about it. And I was. I was absolutely bouncing off the walls, but I was literally sat in the office by myself being like, woo, yay. <laughs> and I'd sort of seen it coming. And, um, and for me, that was really memorable that we'd... I think it felt like a really bold thing to very publicly say we're going to raise that much money because it was a big step up for us that it was a 40% increase on our previous two years and it, it was a bit of a me being quite <laughs> bold about what we could achieve and uh, underneath it all my head's going are we going to do it is it going to happen yeah. I'm not 100% on this and then when we did it and we did it early that that felt like a big deal Nice. And the money went to some great places. Wow, I like, imagine it's made a lot of difference. Over yeah. a million pounds, you know. Yeah. I'm probably going to make a couple of grand over this. Yeah, you know I mean, but it's start this the first charity. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's what um, that's what I was going to ask as well. Um, what does the what does the money go towards? I mean, say, say like you did sixty grand there. Yeah. What, what does what happens with that? Does that get separated and goes to save for lots of different things, or will all that all just go on one bit of equipment uh, or one? It depends what we're doing at the time. So at the moment, the main, the most of our money is going into the CT and the clinic rooms, which yeah. we're sort of doing at the same time, really. Um, but we also do things like a small grant scheme. So we have some money that we sort of keep at hand. So we do grants for £10,000 or less, which is a much quicker turnaround. So basically, someone needs the money um, for... For example, a really interesting one we did a couple of years ago was a radiotherapy thing. So some... Um, tumours in breast cancer or in in the chest um, the accuracy of radiation is um, depends on your breathing so obviously they don't want to um, hit the heart in particular and they need patients to hold their breath at a certain level to make sure where the tumour is doesn't move and we funded a thing called a visual coaching device which is something patients could look at and there's lines on a screen and it shows you where what level your breath's at Oh wow! So it, it shows you whether you're holding your breath at the appropriate level or not for your treatment so to be safe, clever. and that's really clever. And it's something that is—it wasn't in the grand scheme of things. It wasn't that much money. It was about ten thousand pounds, but that will make a massive difference to those patients' quality of life mm. because mm. it will stop them getting any sort of impact Higher on their heart, hopefully, yeah, or yeah. certainly limit limit that impact. And things like that—if somebody says we want one of those, we've got the money to just do that, and that's really great. And um, you know, we did another thing. We bought a camera for the pathology lab. 
because they were struggling with um, being able to look at samples. So when somebody has a biopsy of a tumour to see whether it's cancerous or not, we got the new camera because it made that analysis of that tumour quicker, which means people get patients get results quicker, yes. they're more accurate. And again, it was, in the grand scheme of things, not not an expensive piece of kit, but it's made a massive difference to that service. So we've got these little little pots of money as well as the big stuff, but we tend to normally have a big appeal at, this, at any one time, and then there's little bits and bobs um, going around that as well. So it depends really what we're, what's needed at the time, really. Speaking about pathology and phlebotomy and stuff like that, uh, yeah. we're speaking to uh, Dr. Selena Needleman on uh, the 24 hour, who's one of the leading biopsy doctors in America, which is okay. great because I, I feel like there's got to be there's got to be a conversation had with people around the world. Right? How do you do this? And yeah, oh my yeah. god, that works for you. Yeah. And oh my god, yeah. why, why don't we try that here? And yeah. and things like that. So I, this is why I want to bring someone from the US over to have that. Be really and, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys, uh, I mean, I know you guys are raising money and stuff, but do you take influences from places around the UK or the US or Europe or is there anything? We, we would take influences certainly over the UK yeah. uh, and perhaps a little bit um, in America, certainly with regards to things like events mm. um, and what they're doing and what's working for them. Mm. Um, but predominantly, I would say UK. Yeah, we, but we, you know, we would... Uh, we. We do work with other charities. Um, you know, we we spend quite a lot of time researching and looking at what other cancer charities do. So, somebody like Clatterbridge um, is an amazing organisation um, who raise, I think it's probably over three million. Um, and they're in the whole grand scheme of things, they're probably quite similar to us. But obviously, they're in a much bigger area. Um, they've got a bigger team. You know what they do, but. Iris, I, I see Ling and Davis aspiring to people like that and mm -hmm. it's good to follow them and then we also have a network within our local area of other charities so we're Lizzie and I are members of two other charitable networking groups that we attend um, relatively regularly um, so we you know we speak to we went to see Seven Hospice didn't we a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago find out what they're up to because obviously they're just around the corner um, you know, I, I certainly speak to colleagues and friends at Hope House. So, yeah, you know, it's really important that, you know, we, we need to know what other people are doing. There's absolutely no point in, a, you know, three charities having a colour run all on the same day. No, exactly. You know, that's just stupid. Um, mm. And there's enough money to go round. Mm. Um, and, and we all need it for lots of different reasons. That's so. what I found about this town there. Like, I don't, yeah, listeners in America or over the UK, wherever, yeah. wherever you're listening, you might yeah. be the same in your town too. But when it comes to charity like this, there just seems to be... I don't know if it's Shrewsbury or what have you, but there just seems to be an abundance of help, support. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, mean, I don't think it is just this area. I think yeah. that's, you know, I, I worked for a national charity before I came here and, um, you know, we worked with other national charities uh, on projects as well, you know, on, on, our, on our input as well as our output, if you like, so how we spent our money. So um, I think the charity sector is... Um, you know, it is a lovely sector to work within, um, but we do work very collaboratively with each other, and Fantastic. so we should. I like that. So we should, yeah. I so think do collaboration, I. collaboration so do I. is so important. Yeah, you know, it is. with whatever yeah. you're doing, whatever job you're doing, whether it's a charity, whether you're a builder, whether yeah, you're yeah. a podcaster, exactly. you know, yeah. go out there and help your, uh, yeah. your 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 peers and your fellow. And I think things have got do. better with that, don't you, over the years? Mm. Especially during COVID. I yeah, think COVID definitely. was a fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And I think social media's helped with that. 
LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that sort of thing. There, 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 there are problems with uh, with social media with, with misinformation when it comes yeah. to like health yeah, issues. Yeah. Mm. Um, which is which is difficult. But I mean, if you go to your trusted sources like Lincoln Davis, yeah, uh, like Seven Hospice and yeah, like yeah, Hope House, all yeah, these yeah. people that have dealt with these things, you yeah. know that you, you know they've had life experiences. Um, and speaking of life experiences, I'll go to you, Lizzie, because you haven't spoken for a while. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> taking covid out of the equation yeah because we all know the problems that covid has, has given us but the challenges you guys face what yes. are the biggest challenges you guys face that's a good question so well personally in my role as an event officer um as helen said obviously other people in the community are doing similar events you know charity events can be quite similar in the things that they organize and trying to come up with new ideas and interesting ideas that people want to get involved with um a another big raffle thing. yes yeah, exactly exactly another <laughs> raffle, yeah. yeah um a big thing when i started and i was working quite closely with naomi we said you know we want to do events that people want to come to because they're fun not just because it's Lingen davis of course we want them to support us but we want them like i say to do it because it's fun and think oh yeah that would be really that would be a really nice thing to do and it's it's coming up with those ideas that i find quite challenging sometimes mm. Um, and doing it all the time, you you sometimes have a bit of a brain block, which is why it's so good having these guys in the office say, "Oh, I've had this idea, but I I don't really know how to kind of make it work yeah. or how it might how we might go around it." Um, that's a really important thing that's, for me. That's interesting that she hasn't said her budget. <laughs> I was coming on to that. I, I was going to say I'm surprised she didn't say I need more money to put events on. Yeah. Here's a fiver, crack on. Yeah. yeah, but it is a bit like that, you know. You when when Lizzie's putting events on all the time, it's about you know what can we get for free? What yeah. can we get? You know, That's you can explain that better than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Important. Going to people all the time saying, "Will charity please give us for free?" Sometimes you think, "Well, will we've." we've asked those people a lot or we have quite a few um business supporters that we're very close with and we work quite closely with so we're we quite often go to them and say we're doing this event could you get involved can you do this can you do that but sometimes you do feel guilty for asking them too much almost you want to diversify and ask a range of people <laughs> I've, written, I've written a, a funding wish list today and sent it off i know exactly what that's like i'm very transparent how i run things guys uh, but anyway um uh, as well i feel like that's a that's an important quality to have is being able to have that communication with with someone and, and make the most out of the resources you have i mean this is what i have to deal with i have done from the beginning these microphones here um are from aston and they're the aston stealth i wrote to aston i was like i want a quintessentially british microphone and they were like the idea of you suck in us uk sort of stuff so they give me these a highly high discount mm. and yeah. you know it's that i got I managed to get that by communication and conversation yeah. and, you know so that's what? really good what makes these quintessentially British? Because they're made by a British company, uh, Aston. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people use Shure and Behringer and yeah. yeah. Don't know. These are the they're Aston Stealth. They are, they are very impressive. These are used by some of the biggest artists in the world. Okay. Yeah, they're fantastic. Wow. Yeah. I think they are the biggest artists. Yeah. We might get contracts on the back of you on a sing song, Helen. Does anybody wants to elaborate on the challenges, Naomi? Have you got anything that you'd like to talk about? I think it's really good to add a human element to this. Like, what you guys? struggling with <laughs> yeah well where do you start um i think one of the things charities always have is the balance between 
resource and what you want to achieve so you're mm. always doing everything on the fly you're always doing everything with not quite enough people or not quite enough space or not quite enough stuff and or tables yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know we're much better than we were we're much better resource than we were but you've obviously and quite rightly we've got to be very very frugal with how we spend our resources and we don't want to be seen to be spending on anything we don't need and we don't we're very very careful with that and and as i say quite rightly it's it's, it's people's money um but it means you know sometimes you desperately want to do something and actually you're like we just haven't got capacity we haven't got enough people that isn't going to happen and you see the opportunity go and that's a real shame yeah yeah um i think we i think we as a charity one of the things that we've worked on really hard in the last couple of years is building our sort of voice and our credibility in the sector and in in the health sector as well um i think previously we've been seen as a as quite a passive partner so you know we'd get asked for money we'd go yeah yeah cool cool you can have the money and we hand it over and that's it really and now we're much more invested in what is happening with that money you know that that clinic rooms project i sit on the on the sort of regular project working group on that you know i sit in meetings about where they're going to put a crane and things like that Mm. which isn't necessarily anything to do with my job but it's us having a seat at the table and having some input into you know how are those rooms going to look and actually are they the right thing for patients and things like that and once we've had those rooms and I want a sign on there that says we funded it and then we're going to do a story about it and then we're going to talk about it and we're much trying to build ourselves as as a credible partner in in what those services look like rather than just somebody who's going to hand over some cash as as is a bit of a work in progress but I think we've come a really long way on that Mm. Um, and we're certainly in a better place now to, to to input, I think, into those things than we were. And that's what I mean. Communication is very important. Yeah. And, mm. and speaking of, you know, you've come in, you've come in the post-COVID era when everything's changed mm. to to a virtual setting almost. <clears throat> How is that for you, Anna? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> social media has changed. It has definitely yeah. changed for the, yeah. for the for the good. It has I think. changed. Well, it's interesting. So um, when I when I walked in the door. Um, you know, hand over time and the social media, um, there was a bit of a concern that we might not have enough content to go on it. And obviously over COVID times, we hadn't been running events, you know, yeah. we hadn't necessarily had that much to shout about. Um, and now I find myself thinking, oh, when am I going to schedule this? Because I could literally put out, you know, 30, 40, 50 posts a day with the stuff that's going on, the amazing things that people are doing for us, the stuff we want to share people. So we talked earlier about Live Life Project, um, you know, Miranda is out there in the community helping people find and access the information, the credible information, the official information about how to, you know, live with cancer and help they can get. And I want, like, you know, what are my challenges? I want to I want to do this 24-7. I want to get that information out there. I want people to be able to access, you know, the great things we're doing and find out what we're doing. Social media. I nearly swore then. I nearly swore then. It is a pain. It's a, it, it is. is a full-time it's job in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really I could spend all day every day mm. on social media. And then you're like, yeah. um, am I over-posting? Am I posting yeah. enough? Yeah. Is it, what's the right time to release this? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, minefield. Yeah. It is. Uh, we've, we've t- we, we haven't talked about Elliot and the youth, have we? We haven't. No. So, have we got time to talk about Elliot? We've got Elliot. as much time as you <laughs> like, <laughs> baby. Elliot well, you. Elliot's important because um, so we we uh, decided a few months ago now when the government um, set up the new Kickstart scheme. Oh, is this Alex? <laughs> Elliot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had what a coffee. In. Yeah, that was funny. I think that's great. I called him Alex for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. After I'd met you. That's great. <laughs> just, just a sign of one being blonde and two. My age. <laughs> I know who you're on about now. Yeah. yeah. So Elliot. So Elliot. Yeah. So, um, so we we decided as an organisation 
this is why uh, Naomi came back from maternity going, who are all these people? <laughs> so um, it was a decision that, well, Lizzie and I came to that we needed some more support. And, and also we wanted, you know, I think this the Kickstart scheme is amazing. You know, we're giving young people yes. an opportunity, six months um, to learn. And, and I think Lincoln Davis has got that opportunity. You know, we, we, we've got the capacity and the support mechanisms in place to join this amazing team that we've all talked about this morning. So um, anyway, we, we went down um, that line. We've taken Elliot and Neve on. So Neve is admin support to um, our um, administrator, Tony. And then Elliot has come on as a digital communications officer. Is that correct? Yes, That's it is. Correct. However, we have sort of broadened <laughs> his um, job description slightly and he is um, doing fundraising and everything else that comes with events and etc but he is here to look at social media and he's young which is good yes, um, of and of course that um, and, and he's male which is our first male in the office which is also exciting <laughs> um, but that brings a new dynamic doesn't it mm-hmm. um, and it does. the way he the way you know we're currently what he's working a lot with you is Leanna on, on, on things but I'm hoping that we will start to see some different content writing on mm-hmm. social media and how he speaks and how he interacts with his friends because that's really going back to what we were talking about earlier it's really important so he does 25 hours a week um, and he's brilliant, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's been a, really good. Uh, as is Neve, uh, but Elliot in his role as comms and social media, I think is going to make a real impact into us for us. I feel, I feel like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm learning about this. Uh, my mic sounds weird. Oh, um, I'm, I'm learning about this intergenerational working <laughs> thing at the moment because yeah. uh, part of the USUC team is the amazing, one of the most smartest people that I know is Eric Fluger. And we've just released a, a very own podcast, his very own podcast called Yelling at Clouds. An old guy uh, who's very artsy, knows what he's talking about, teaching people about art and about his life, and it's fantastic. But So we've had JCBs, planes, dogs, helicopters. The air ambulance is doing a great job, so I'm not going to. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I can have. It could have just a, be RAF Shawbury, and we can just have a bit of a moan. <laughs> it's the news. And Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. They're doing an interview right now. We can see them sat in the garden. Carrying <laughs> <laughs> their baked beans around, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever else is in that hammock that's underneath it. That actually know what is in there. <laughs> well, the, the thing about me and Eric is, um, he learns from me. Um, because we put the show together and I know, kind of know what I'm talking about sometimes but he has this live experience and he, I, I respect him and he can just yeah. have to give me that look over the glasses like really and I'm like okay sorry <laughs> dad okay we'll <laughs> go in a different direction because yeah, yeah. it's important yeah. isn't it you it could really probably important. learn from Elliot and yeah, yeah. yeah definitely and, and Lizzie the same and yeah. I think it goes as well with in terms of it's not an age thing at all uh, but Louise who's our ops manager who is not older than the rest of us but she has been here for a really long time <laughs> mm. she's been with the charity is it 17 years I think mm. and actually it's it's not just an age thing is it it's an experience thing in the context mm. so you know she's the one that we go what's this weird thing that we've just found in the cupboard or whatever and she'll be able to tell you what it was used for in 2003 or something <laughs> and you're like oh right cool and it's it's brilliant to have that yeah, and course, have yeah. somebody who's got that sort of corporate history because mm. you know I've been here five years all of these guys I've recruited since or or you've recruited each other um, and you know we've got a really quite a new team now so we've got Louise and Joy who've been around for a long time the rest of us are all really quite new so we might go a little bit mad and start going yeah all these bouncing these ideas off and going oh great we're going to do this thing and actually it's handy to have people who 
who have a bit of history and actually might say, you know what, we tried that. We did that this in is why we didn't do it. it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. And it is, and I, th I think, you know, it's not just a generational thing, is it? It's about sort life of learning from yeah. those life experiences within the within the yeah. team yeah and respecting the history mm. yeah of the charity yeah you know we, we you know and, and i have to be really careful with that as i come in to develop um which is obviously what we want to do but it's a fine line sometimes you know you ask about the challenges but it's a fine line making sure that we respect what 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 we used to be and mm. and you know we respect that history and where we've come from and making sure that we don't lose sight of that as we develop because mm. like any business any charity that yeah that should be something that you know be really important it's almost a tribute to the people that you help and Absolutely. you know um yeah. you know you guys run the events and stuff but i wanted to ask you which was part of the brief as well i forgot but it's really important um, the people that you help, do you have like a personal uh, relate? I know you sort of talk about you do have a personal relationship yeah. with people that you help. Yeah. Um, uh, no, there's there's the obvious issue with with cancer, which isn't great. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it definitely doesn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys deal with that issue? The emotional side of it. Yeah, it's, it must be difficult. We look, we look after each other. So yeah. I, I think um, you know there are situations that don't end well, and we do receive you know we receive money. Um, and people come and talk to us about, you know, um, the loss of loved ones. Um, and, you know, one of the things that Naomi and I are working with at the moment, tribute funds. So it is something that we deal with here. Um, and it isn't always easy because we have our own lives as well going on. Um, and situations that aren't always easy at home for us as well. But I think the, the important thing is, is that we we're close enough in the office to make sure that we one are able to support that person when they come through the door and I think we can do that I yeah think we've got the right team yeah. to do that yeah um and also ensure that when they've gone that we make sure that we look after each other as well and just take a little bit of time out because mm. it is hard mm. you know some days we can you know Tony bless her on reception um you know, she can see two or three people, perhaps, that are coming in with a funeral donation or whatever, and talk, wanting to talk about their loved one and what's happened. And you know, that's hard. It's hard for them. Um, and then, you know, it's lovely that they come and tell us. Well, that's what we want. We want that. But it's also hard for Tony that she might be dealing with two or three people a day that are coming through sad in our door. Yeah. It isn't yeah. always like that, but yeah. no. it can be. And I think it's the flip side, isn't it, of us knowing some of our supporters really well, because some of our supporters are ill, and yeah. we know that when they come yeah. to us. Yeah. And, you know, we've we there's been a few, hasn't there, I think, certainly since Lizzie and I have been here, that have been really hard when they have passed away, because it, it does happen. Yeah. And it can be some people who have been with the charity for really quite a long time. Um, and, yeah, it it is... It's, it's a, it's a bit of an occupational hazard really isn't it i think mm. unfortunately it's and as you say it's not it's not every day and it's a lot of the time you know a lot of people get better and that's yeah. great yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. um yeah. yin and yang but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it is yeah, it is, it is yeah. tough and i i think for me with recruitment we've interviewed people for jobs that have met the criteria for the job but i could not have appointed them because i'd know they wouldn't deal with someone who's yeah, upset right. coming through the door yeah. and if you can't do that really we're a small enough team that we can't really have we can't really have someone in the office because there's a good chance you could be there on your own so everybody's got to at the very least be able to cope with that yeah. and be nice to that person and and be able to manage that 
person that conversation mm. because you might well be on your own <laughs> and you can't just leave somebody no. so yeah. it is something that we we recruit for and that's, you know, I'm looking at it. Is that, <laughs> well, you're, you're just freshly here. I mean, like, was that one of your concerns coming here? Like, that, 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 that a chance that... Um, be... No, not really. I mean, I, I'm... I've had enough experience in the world to be able to deal with that. Good, and, good. Um, it, bizarrely, actually, when I, so I started working on the Shrewsbury Chronicle about 16, 17 years ago... And my very first job was to write the charity page for the Lingen Davis charity. Oh, wow. So I was talking to Louise 16, 17 years ago um, about the lovely, lovely things that people were doing for the charity then. Uh, so it's kind of a nice little full circle that here I am again doing mm. similar Nice. Jobs. Brilliant. Yeah. I have to say that I, I wasn't the opposite to Anna when I was appointed, but it was not a concern that I had, but I remember Naomi asking me in my interview, what is a either a weakness or a skill that you think you need to work on and I said well if I was successful then I think I would need some support with kind of dealing with bereaved people and things like that because um I am 25 now and luckily I've never lost anyone from cancer I've been very lucky so they have really supported me through that and I I hope that you would agree that I can now kind of deal with that myself well I think Lizzie you were always somebody who I think certainly no matter how you felt about it internally you certainly wouldn't wouldn't the person you're speaking to would never know that you were uncomfortable no you know you were you were able to deal with it no matter how you know sometimes you might need to go and sit down afterwards and have a bit of a sit but I certainly don't you know you've always been able to do it on certainly outwardly yeah um Mm. and as I say it is something that we we do really consider because yeah. apart from anything else, we all sit in the same room all day. So you don't mm. want somebody that's going to, you know, we, we recruit for people that we know we can work with and that we'll, our supporters will respond to and people who are upset or exhausted from their treatment or whatever, they're going to have some empathy for that person. Mm. You know, that that is it's really one of the most important things, really. Empathy is one of the most important qualities in life. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. For everybody. It doesn't matter it where you work. Agree. You know, you've you've got to be able to understand and feel what those person feel and yeah. otherwise you, you know you can be yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know going in life and, and be a bit of a bit of a bit Harder. of a bastard to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, nobody yeah, likes yeah. a bastard like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay uh, so we we can round it up on an hour but what does the future look like for Lingen Davis? Well, well, well. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a massive question. Yeah. Very loaded. Uh, I'm very sorry. We're really ambitious and we're about to. Uh, we were supposed to do some strategic planning last week for our five year plan, but my little boy had to isolate because his nursery teacher got COVID, so I couldn't run the session. Oh, so, no. uh, <laughs> he's free today, it's fine. He hasn't got COVID. Um, so, we are about to start planning for the future. Well, we, obviously, we're already there, but we are about to launch probably a big five year plan. Um, I I think my my thing I've been banging on about for years is I think we can get to a million pound a year turnover. Um, pre-pandemic we were about six hundred and fifty thousand, and that's dipped a bit last year um, with the pandemic. But I think we'll bounce back to that relatively quickly. We'll get you that just in pod aid alone. I mean, well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an extra three hundred grand, Alex. That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> but we we think we can do it with the team that we've got now. I think we can do it. Um, but, you know, that's one target, isn't it? You know, the fundraising. But it's also what impact is that money going to have? Where's it going to go? And we're looking broader. We're looking at um, our Live Life project is is going to grow. We're going to do more about cancer awareness, more about uh, prevention, early diagnosis, all of that stuff. Uh, there's a lot of gaps there that currently nobody's doing. So 
some stuff there um and yeah i mean i think there is always always going to be a need for this charity there's never going to be enough money there's never going to be enough services we there's always going to be something we can be doing mm. and the better equipped we can be yes. to meet those needs more quickly mm. more effectively the better so big plans yeah i think we're all aware that um there's been quite a lot of it, the news that cancer diagnosis have unfortunately fallen during covid because people are um scared to go to the doctors or they don't want to be in the environment of kind of so a COVID environment of people in aren't hospital. getting people just aren't getting diagnosed yeah people yeah. aren't getting diagnosed they're not yeah. going to the doctors with their symptoms um and there is going to be a knock-on effect of that probably in the next two years we're going to see a massive increase in cases so mm. that's definitely something that we need to consider in in what we're funding as we're going so forward. there might be an absolute huge yeah, i think there will in, be yeah. I, th- I think generally with covid in, in every aspect whether or not that might be health or business or whatever it is yeah. i don't think we've seen the knock-on effects of that yet mental health as well is something that's going to be massive in it's the next few years everything of course everything. It has. everything children's education everything you know there's just every subject you could talk of but there will definitely be a knock-on effect sadly to cancer mm. people will be presenting late mm-hmm. um for us here without a shadow and because people have been scared to go to the doctors last year so and the thing is with cancer is is if you get it early then there's every possibility that it's curable Mm. um you know and and that's why we see more and more people because it's being um diagnosed earlier and you know that goes into a whole new conversation about how things have changed over the years with with the word cancer in just in itself ah, yeah that's a, so that's really it, important yeah it? it is it's just a whole new conversation it's a scary thing and but, talking to lizzie about you know getting older and being able to deal with it i think it mm. does come with maturity because mm. yeah, yeah. you know i've had friends that have had cancer and i find it hard to have those conversations when i was younger because i was kind of like this is gonna be such a sad conversation to have but yeah. now i'm older i'm kind of like yeah, Let's yeah, help yeah. this person. Yeah, yeah, I, I, exactly, there was a friend. Exactly. There was a friend that was at absolute dire straits yesterday. Mm-hmm. Life is not going well for her at all. Um, and I was like, I'll ring you. And I rang her, and she was in tears on the phone. I just wanted to speak to her, make sure she's all right. And she knew. Yeah. Whereas a few years ago, I'd be like, Oh my god, though, that'd be so depressing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Selfishly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. And what you know, saying about holding out could till COVID, uh, sort of. I have personal experience of that I'm going today to have a, a, a thing checked on my arm yeah. and I put off going yeah. to the doctors about that yeah. because of Covid I you're know, right it, I know. it's happened yeah of course because you know last year well people didn't want to put themselves in that position um, in going to the doctors mm-hmm. and they, they were scared and also I think a lot of people will have gone oh well I don't want to put any more pressure on the NHS because mm-hmm. Covid was very much about pressures on the NHS and how they were going to cope rightly so you know but sadly that will mean that they're a heart um, undiagnosed <laughs> as another plane yeah, um, undiagnosed cases of cancer come through and as I say it won't be until um, probably next year, the year after, that we really start to see the onset of that, sadly. That there will be people that um, will pass from an undiagnosed cancer during COVID. Yeah. I think that's I think that's something that we... And what, so what advice would you give to someone now? Get like, to the doctors. Mm. Yeah. There's absolutely... You know, get check-in as well, check Yeah, you go absolutely. To yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Sort of you need to check. Chaps, men and women, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, we all know what we're looking for. We're looking for lumps and bumps and changes to skin and changing changes to bowel habits and eating, you know, anything that you're not happy with you or you're not you know comfortable your with. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that, you know, and doctors... You know the GPs are there. Um, you know, don't start googling it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, get WebMD. Don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> don't no, do absolutely. It. And 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 then get that referral. You know, 
we, we see lots of patients that come in here and we say goodbye to them you know mm. not everybody gets a cancer diagnosis people come in through the system and they're like oh it's one of these it's a polyp it's something yeah. else you know, there's lots of other things that the body I'm gets sure that's what this is on my arm but yeah, I mean exactly. I've got to say you've got to be insistent as well I, I do believe that because I went to doctors twice about this thing the first time I was like oh it's fine flicked it and I went on my way do you know what I mean whereas yeah. then it started growing I was kind of like no yeah. I need yeah yeah you're not and, happy you're and not again happy. he was like i'm 99% sure it's absolutely nothing to worry about i, was like, I yeah. want it checked i don't yeah. care well done, do it yeah. well know? done yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And so here i am today and that, that, you know, but not everybody's got that confidence have they no you know and it's it's really good that you've done that alex it's really really important and i would just say to anybody you know yeah as you say speak louder yeah. ask yeah. again yeah. you know it's okay to do that yeah um it's okay to question and um, we, and talk I, to people about it as well Yes. Especially chaps. Shockers yes. at talking. Oh, I know, yeah. And we <laughs> You're try a talker, to... obviously. I'm absolutely a talker. Yeah. yeah. Unless I don't have a microphone in front of me, then I'm a nervous Nelly. I mean, like, you've probably seen a different version of me than we saw at Stop Cafe. Yeah, yeah, of course. In front yeah. of a microphone, I'm like, hi, darling. Hello. <laughs> I'm the biscuit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it, it, is, it is really important to be talking. Communication is very, very important with this very. because, I yeah. mean, one of, the, one of the most impressive campaigns I saw, I mean, you this is a while ago was the Jay Goody campaign you yeah, know that yeah, cause amazing. that was that was I mean that was like 10 years ago yeah yeah, like yeah, that. And yeah 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 because yeah, so oh, we talked that though that's worn off now yeah so rates we talked of cervical that, screening yeah they're mm. actually dropping at the moment wow. um so that that was really impactful at the time so you know getting people to have smear tests and so on was a big deal after that Jay mm. Goody thing and now um yeah they reckon the Jade Goody effect as they call it has worn off really yeah. and young women now are actually drop rates are dropping and it's partly being put down to like instagram culture like mm. people being so frightened of how they look and that they might look different or they might not look normal in inverted commas that they're not going for a smear test which is really frightening that's crazy mm. it's absolutely crazy. crazy so we that's one thing i'm on the bandwagon about at the moment and want to do something about it and for the the american listeners uh, on you so jay goody was uh, a lady that went on, on big brother she's very loud mouth very lively and kind of became famous because of a gob mainly more of yeah. anything yeah. and um she got cancer and within six months yeah. or something she was very gone. sad and yeah. she was what 30 years yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two young children that, as well. yeah. she did have two young children yeah 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 so i mean she was because she was famous and because of that campaign it really helped a lot of people so yeah. and she would be you know what how sad is it that her legacy dies out like that we mm. need to yeah. you know pit, girls just need to go and have that done mm. yeah. you know yeah. it's one of those things actually we'll just talk about that for a minute alex please do you'll be delighted to talk about it <laughs> But it's one of those things that I, I went for mine just after Christmas and I'd had my um, appointment come through before Christmas and I was like, oh, I'll leave that till the new year. Um, and in the new year I went and you come out and you go, oh, what was all that about? What was all that? You know, you, 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 know, you build yourself up for this. You know, it isn't overly pleasant, but, you know, it's fine and you talk to the nurse and they usually ace and you get it done and it's like five minutes, mm. five minutes of yeah. your life. And then a week later I get my results back going all clear which is obviously what everybody wants. But those that don't, then, you know, they go on to the next, that next little bit, sadly. And, and, and the chances are then that even after that, it's probably all clear. Yeah. But, you know, it's five minutes of your life where you just need to make that appointment, mm. go in, get it done, and you build up to it. It's nothing. Uh, I'm it's the same. Nothing. I'm due <laughs> my my my. my examination <laughs> my prostate my prostate. first prostate examination yeah. I'm laugh about it but it's actually really important yeah, it's on, it on the flip side important. Like, so yeah, I've got is. one you know due yeah. soon so I'll, yeah. you know, but hey ho it's one of those things if it makes sure that I'm health and safety is health and safe healthy and safe 
words. Healthy. Yeah, healthy. Um, yeah, then I'll do healthy. it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. th- 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 there's reasons why these tests are there, you know, mm. mammograms and smears and prostate, you know, all of that. They're there for a reason. And, and we pay for that out of our taxes. <laughs> Remember yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that it's a service that's there for a reason. If it's caught early, you know, particularly with prostate cancer, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's treatable. You can live with it for years. You know, the, the actual um, results of it, you know, are quite amazing. So go, get it done, mm. you know. We need to prioritise our health. Absolutely. Much more we than do. we do. Yes. And I feel like you need to be selfish as well. You need to just put a bit of time into yourself. Yeah. Like, don't worry about what's going on. Go and get, make sure yourself is healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthy. It's true. It's true. Um, Right, we've begun over an hour now. We've been under the D-Day flight path. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's been going on. But we're like, oh, the sh- we've heard the Shrews with Biscuits recording. Let's just go, 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 boys. Um, uh, <laughs> we haven't had the Red Arrows. No, no. Where's no, my flyover? Yeah, well, I'm actually it's rude. <laughs> it's da, da, da. Um, <laughs> so I hope this is, uh, for the listeners, um, is, is a good introdu- introduction as to what Ling and Dave is doing and why, we've, why we're doing this and what you're fighting for. Um, but what I'll do now is tell you about uh, pod aid and what we we're going to be doing um, so at 9am on the 29th of september uh, we're going to go live uh, we're going to do 12 hours of the shrewsbury biscuit and then at 9pm we're going to dim the lights a little bit and you suck's going to come out to play we're going to do 12 hours of you suck so 24 hours live um, we've, got, we've got cameras thanks to a stage and studio shropshire trevor there from there he's the amazing guy i was like hey, can we borrow it he's like absolutely so we got we got good so cameras. Great. Thanks, Trevor. Uh, thanks, Trevor. Uh, Shrewsbury Town, the community wrote to them. Jamie was like, absolutely, we'll give you community the, the Reach Community Hub. So we got a venue, oh, and then great. Reach themselves. I was like, hey, can we? And they were like, yes. So these are, again, collaboration. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the website as well. Um, I <laughs> I left it a bit late to speak to Pete from uh, Web Orchard, and and Reach were like, we need a landing page. And I was like, uh, sorry, Pete, we got like two days. I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> and he was like, done. <laughs> Done. Love so it. we have a great landing page. Um, so go to uh, the shrewswithbiscuitpodcast.co.uk. Um, we, I mean, we we're going to use the, the USUC website as well, but I got advised by experts that we should just use the one website for now so you can get all the information. And then what I'll do on USUC is I'll have a button that will take you to the website so go to the shoes of biscuit podcast.co.uk see all the information that's going on there it's going to be fantastic the the, the schedule we've got the people we've got coming in mm-hmm. is going to be great you guys are going to take part in wednesday night live love it um and and naomi's the fellow darren came on one of our what, hot wing quizzes uh what yeah. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Love it. Be fun. I'm not doing hot wings, though, Alex. No, we're not going to do hot wings. <laughs> do you, do you no, eat them? Hot, hot wings? Not really hot wings. Not the way I think they did it the other night. No, 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 no. no. I don't do competitive hot wing eating. <laughs> what, what is hot winging? You know, hot. like hot chicken wings. Yeah. Okay, the, Make them so as there's. Hot as possible. I'll explain to you later. <laughs> there's this thing on YouTube okay. called Hot Ones. It's, oh, a, okay. it's a hot wing it's quiz that, and that. The more they do it, the hotter they get, the harder the questions get as well. So we did that. For you, sir. We're not going to do this for it because I'll have. Helen uh, wants to. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have another twelve hours to go. Um, but yeah, so please get involved with what we're doing. Please, we're after sponsors. Um, you can email me, uh, which is uh, the shoes, uh, which is shrewsburybiscuitpodcast at gmail.com thank you guys so much for today I think thank we've you. done a great thing in, in introducing you guys to the world thanks Alex introducing you to the world like Maybe. I'm that big of a <laughs> we're going global Linda yeah. Davis is going global going and this global, is amazing baby. thank you so much yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, right uh, this has been fantastic we'll catch you guys next time peace out cheers thank Bye. you very thanks, much Alex. Bye. Hey.